Blog Talk Radio. The show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com.
welcome to Keep It Magic. Keep It Magic is a live radio call-in show where you have all of the questions about magic, and guess what? We have all the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. Um, we definitely want to look, or we definitely look forward to speaking with you guys a little bit later in the show. We have a controversial, controversial show um, uh, that we're going to be doing today. So we hope that you all enjoy it, and it kind of gets you all thinking. Make sure that you check out our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, check out our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Um, Jackie is distracting me in this little box. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds wrong. By the way, yes. who you were just listening to was Storm Sestavani, my co-host, and I'm Jackie Smith. <laughs> you forgot that little piece. Um, <laughs> I was getting there, but <laughs> I was distracted <laughs> by the, the bright little shiny something on my screen. Um, <laughs> uh, to reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to CoventryCreations.com. Uh, to reach me off the air, go to PsychicFriendsNow.com. We do have a blog for the show, um, and you can get to that at KeepItMagic.com. That's where we're going to be putting up all of the blogs, all of the archives, all of the um, wonderful uh, little Articles that we write, everything to keep you all informed about what's going on uh, with magic uh, in the world uh, today. We also have the incredible Dorothy Morrison that's going to be coming up uh, in just a few minutes. I just love when we have Dorothy on because you know it's going to stir into a big brew. I love it, too. She's one of my faves. <laughs> and you all, just so that you know, um, and just so that I make sure that I get it in there today, you can, of course, reach Dorothy at www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Again, that's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Um, so what's going on over at Coventry, Jack? We're making candles. Any kind of candle you need, we've got it over here. But besides that, <laughs> we are... Um, uh, just actually, we're, we're making a lot of magic happen. We're building up the Keep It Magic site. Um, we have a new store on the site. One of our purposes for Keep It Magic is a place where you can find resources. Uh-huh. And so um, one of our favorite things is to put different stores up there. And I of Horus is one of our partners in keepitmagic.com. And then we just brought on um, Crescent Moon Gifts. And, and, and if you have a store or if you have a service, or if you're a psychic or a healer, um, just send us an email so we can put you on, on the list. And, of course, one of our favorite partners is Dorothy Morrison. Of course, yes, definitely uh, one of our favorite uh, partners. Um, let me, I, I have to ask you a question because we're getting pretty close. What Halloween candles do we have? Oh, we have, um, actually we are making them today. We have several different Day of the Dead candles. We have um, a Day of the Dead candle, which is um, a honey gold color. Uh And it's scented and put together for your Day of the Dead altar. Um, It's the perfect color for that. And we also have a Papa Gaudet candle. And Papa Gaudet is the um, keeper of death. Now, that's not to be confused with Papa Gaudet from Britain. But... (laughs) (laughs) That could they do you, but <laughs> so that's um, those two candles you can use, um, and I use them both on my um, on my Day of the Dead altar. What I'll do is I will actually go to Mexican Village over here and get, and, and actually we're ordering them in the store this year, 
um, the different um, paper cutouts, the different flags. We'll bring lots of marigolds and mums and food. Uh-huh. And we'll have a Day of the Dead party. And the point of that is to reconnect with your ancestors, to help elevate them, to invite them back in your life, to help you with whatever it is you need help with. But um, more than that is just to feed them, celebrate them, thank them for you being here in this world. Whether you like your ancestors or not, they did have um, a part in you coming here. So it's, yeah. that's a good thing to do. So we're we're getting those ready. Uh, of course, our ghost candles. We have a little line of ghost candles that I just love, and they're they're you know not just about ghost hunting, but so many people, especially this time of year, have issues with spirits in their house or. Um, ghost activity becomes more and more. And some of the ghost candles are about shutting them up. Some of them are about hearing what they have to say. Some of them are about clearing your house of them. So it's different things, um, different aspects of that. And then our witch's brew and our wicked witch mojo candles are, are again, faves for Halloween. Yep, I mean, you can't get through Halloween without your flying monkeys. <laughs> the flying monkeys sell out. You, you know, we have to we have to make them. You know, constantly so that there <laughs> there's plenty of them to go around. Um, uh, Jackie, now one of the big things that we have coming up in October is the release of your book. Well, I'm 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 a little I'm a little excited about that. That's like in like two two and a half weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, by all tells, at this point, I'll have the book available October 18th, excuse me, 15th. Now, That's in the publishing day. world, yeah, I'll have them in my hot little hands by then. In the publishing world, they have a date where the book arrives in the warehouse, and then mm-hmm. the release date is usually two months later. Yeah. Um, I, of course, push the envelope <laughs> and say, <laughs> when's it going to be there? I want it. <laughs> um, and now that I'm a wiser, a Redwell wiser author, I've been getting a lot of the books that are being released right now to review, um, um, to read. Oh my God! Can you get me on this list? <laughs> Actually, yes, because um, I'm getting us on this list because we want to bring some of these authors on the show. Yeah. yeah. So I've gotten three packages now from Red Wheel Wiser, nondescript. I haven't made an order, and I keep thinking, oh, it's my book, and then it's not. <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna one day I'm just gonna throw it on my desk. Oh, it's another book, and then that's the day it'll be mine. <laughs> it's just another book, you know, and then it is actually going to to be yours. Um, just just a little bit of an FYI for those of you that are following my astrology class. If you are not, go to facebook.com forward slash astroclass and you can like that page and it is my free online astrology class which by the time that we get done you will be able to interpret an entire astrology chart for free you don't have to you, you will have all of the tools that you need to um to interpret a chart now class three will be going up this weekend. So I just want, you know, anybody that's interested in learning astrology from the bottom floor up, learning everything. Um, I catch up. Yeah. I haven't started it yet. <laughs> oh, Torm. Oh, you'll be busy this weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the um, and what we will be talking about in, in this particular class that's coming is going to be a lot of the terms in regards to how the particular planets operate in the individual psyche. So it'll be relatively interesting. A lot of people are um, really uh, giving a lot of good feedback from it. Um, so uh, people are definitely enjoying it and giving a lot of really good questions from uh, the people that are taking the class. So there's already 119 people that are taking it. Um, if you want to join them, and for an astrology class, I think that those are pretty good numbers. Um, those are really good numbers. 119 Absolutely. people taking it. Um, uh, and one of the things that Jack, j- just so that you all know, one of the things that Jackie and I will be doing on a future show, probably once I get done with the class, is that Jackie and I are going to talk about what candles to use with what particular aspects may be coming up for you or how to break through um, uh, issues that you may be working through with with some of these astrological aspects. So it'll be uh, a pretty interesting show coming up. They're asking for the name of the Facebook page again. It's facebook.com forward slash Astro Class. Astro Gossip is my fan page. But Jackie, oh, thank Astro you for Class. Promoting that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for promoting that. <laughs> so when you're all done, when you're all done with this class, are you going to then look at offering this on Kindle or? or yeah, I'm going e-book? to take it. I'm going to edit it. My first thing that's going to come out on um, uh, Kindle is probably going to be. Oh, I, I probably shouldn't even mention it. Uh, are you writing for? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I, there will be something that will be coming out on Kendall in December. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, speaking of we'll Kindle, I, I just learned this weekend that my book is available as a pre-order on Kindle. I already, I already pre-ordered it on Kindle. Oh, well, okay, cool. Um, and also, they just added a look inside. Yeah. For the book, although I have to tell you, when I first looked inside and I was scrolling down, I'm like, they got the whole book here. <laughs> Wait a minute. And then, and I scrolled to the bottom, and it was the it's only index. collected pages, yeah. Yeah, but it was like it's like the first two chapters, so. But if, if you all want to know, okay, here's something crazy. If you all want to know, cruise on over to Amazon.com, click on Jackie's book, and then click back cover, and both Dorothy and I are on the back cover, so you may want to. Check I know. That out. I cried a little. I me too. <laughs> I was very verklempt over the whole thing. <laughs> I was had to call up and recover with you with a you know with a cup of tea or something. <laughs> so, speaking of um, Miss um, Miss Morrison, she's uh, hanging on patiently here, which we always love when people are hanging on patiently because you know you never know where this, this show is is going to go. Um, but we should probably bring her on here um, because I have I have some questions for her. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. <laughs> so, um, Dorothy Morrison, of course, is uh, one of the most recognized uh, witches, of course, in the whole wide world. Um, and uh, we love having her on here. She was on our other show with us several times, uh, which was called Psychic Friends uh, Live. And, of course, you can go to stormonair.com and listen to any of those archives that you want to from uh, that Dorothy did with us on Psychic Friends Live. They're very, very informative. And also there was a whole show about her candle line, which she did with Jackie, called Wicked Witch Mojo. Um Dorothy, welcome to the show. As always, let's pull you on here. We love having you here. Dorothy, Dorothy, Dorothy. Well, I am so glad to be here. And, and gosh, I even got bewitched today. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're getting a little bit more witch in just a little while, by the way. Oh, cool. <laughs> There's more witch coming up. <laughs> Although she may be burning, but she's coming up. <laughs> so, so how are y'all? Better now. Better yeah. now that I've heard your voice today. Well, thank you. How sweet is that? <laughs> y'all are having now, too much how fun are you doing? How are you doing today? You know, I am I am busy, busy, busy t- today. Um, I keep looking for the, for that tether that you promised to throw me, so that I could make make it back to reality. But I haven't located it yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still covered up with orders. So you know, I'm I'm not complaining, but 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 it's interesting. And um, I'm trying to to get ready for the Northern Virginia Pagan Pride Day event on Saturday. What is that? Wow. So, I beg your pardon? What is that? Uh, the, the, the Northern Pride Virginia Day. Pagan Pride Day? Yeah, what is that? Um, Storm, have you never been to a Pagan Pride Day? I'm pretending to be stupid. I'm oh, trying totally. to let the listeners know. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old well, radio trick, Dorothy. Don't be, don't be, you know, giving out my secret IDs on the air. <laughs> all righty. All, all righty then. Um Pagan Pride is an event that is celebrated um, all across the the United States for sure. I'm not sure if it's an international event or not. It usually takes place in the fall. Um, And uh, all all the pagans get get, get to, God, I can't even talk today. See see what you did to me? You couldn't talk when you started this show, and now I can't talk. It's contagious storm. It's catchy. Oh, my God. My my tongue's getting wrapped around my eye teeth. I can't see what I'm saying. Uh, uh, pagans from, from the area get together and they celebrate um, pride in their different tra- traditions and, and their commonalities and their, their differences. And it's it's a really good time, and there are always vendors and their workshops and all that that good kind of stuff. So now, did, 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 I, did I do okay, Storm? Yeah, you did fine. You got a name <laughs> with a little star next to your name there. <laughs> Um, let's let's uh, Dorothy just for a second just add, you know just answer a few uh, little bio questions for you for the uh, people uh, that are listening that may not have been exposed to you on our other show and they may be listening for the first time. Dorothy, explain to people how you got interested in magic. You know, I think magic was interested in me uh, when, when I Good popped answer. out of the book. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Instead of the other way around. Um, I uh, I saw auras as a child, and I didn't know what they were. Uh, I just knew that the particular colors um, made me really nervous, and so I stayed away from people. And um, I thought I was I was silly enough to think that everybody knew that people were colored on the outside. And so I'm in first grade in Catholic school, and we're uh-huh. drawing pictures of our families. And they could not make me color inside the lines because, you know, people are colored on the outside. So uh, the next thing I knew, my parents were going to take me to one of those big city doctors to to tend to my motor skills. And, you know, children (laughs) are, you know, are smart about some things. And I realized what the problem was. And so I told my mother there was no need for that. I was just being ornery. 
but that's but 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 that was my introduction in you know into magic. And I also grew up in the South. And back then, you know, most people had domestic help, and your domestic help was like part of your family. And so I was exposed to an awful lot of things through um, the, the the people who cleaned and took care of me, and so on and so forth. One of the ladies, you know, was a tree whisperer. And so they taught me all kinds of things without actually teaching me. So this is how I got interested in magic. It was all around me. What is a tree whisperer? Oh, goodness. Um, You you listen to the trees. And you you tell them, you know, what it is that, that you want, and they answer back. Wow. I like that. Um, I like you that. Know, now, you, you were brought. Were you brought up Catholic? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, you know, it was also, so, what point? It was it was also kind You're of also. interesting um, that after my mother died so, several years ago, my mother and I really did not get along well. And um, but but I discovered after the fact that my mother used to read tarot cards. I never knew that. <laughs> And apparently she read at parties, and and she read for friends, and all of a sudden she just quit reading them, period. She was done. And my older sister said that she didn't know if Mama saw something that scared the hell out of her or if she suddenly decided it was against her religion. But, but, But she stopped. And my mother gave me my first tarot deck, and my mother also gave me my first Ouija board when I was five. And it, it mysteriously, it, yeah, it mysteriously disappeared after she realized I could work the damn thing by myself. Now, I also found out that my mother used to be able to work the damn thing by herself too. But <laughs> so I am sure that it scared her, and she threw it out. <laughs> so you're right, magic picked you. Yeah, yeah. Your life yeah, is going to continue to get weird, and until you just said, "Okay, I got to learn this," huh? Well, yeah, and, you know, people who, who live in the same house with me, you know, have strange lives, too. You know, poor Mark has has dealt with electric toothbrushes coming on in the middle of the night and dancing across the bathroom counter <laughs> and plants that actually wave at him. <laughs> yeah, you know, when, when, one day I came home for, for, from an event, and uh, and he said, he said, now, honey, uh, he said, this, this plant, it was a peace lily, a great big peace lily that was sitting in our living room. And, you know, God, I'd had the damn thing, I guess, 10 years. And uh, he said, um, he said, i got to ask you something about this plant. He said, you know, last night when you were gone, it waved at me, and the air conditioner was not running. And a while ago, while you were in the shower, it waved at me again. Now, what, what does that mean? <laughs> and I said, honey, you know, I think it, it likes you, unless it... Yeah, unless it jumps up and screams, feed me, Seymour, I think you're okay. <laughs> that, that, that took you a minute to, to catch that one, didn't it, Jackie? Oh, no, I, I was actually using that line today, feed me, Seymour. Are you? you know, it's amazing how much pop pop culture just invades our brain. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> so when did you, Dorothy, decide to do this professionally? Because you've been around for a long time. You know, at uh, least ten years. More, but, but, but yeah, then but you only really look thirty. Me. So I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I studied a lot. I uh, was, you know, a part of, of of several different groups and and covens when I lived out in California. 
And uh, I was always a writer at heart. In fact, I started writing from the time I could pick up a crayon. And um, But all of this started when I got a copy of, an old copy, of Circle Network News. And uh, I was flipping through it one day, and I thought, oh, my God, these people can't even put together two words to make a sentence. The grammar is horrible. I think I can do better than this. And so I zipped off a couple of articles, and they published them. And then I was writing under a pen name. And so uh, I, uh, Trish Telesco was also a um, staff writer for, for them at the time. And so I got in touch with her, and this was way before the Internet. And um, we uh, began Was there a spend... time? Was there such a time before the Internet? That was before oh, Jackie yeah. and I were born. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh nice! Oh my God! And and and, you know, and there was no internet. There were only um, BBS systems. And yeah. um, and so, but but we sent snail mail letters back and forth for years. And she was working on something, and I sent her this article, and she said, "Oh my God, you should turn this into a book." And I said, "I can't do that." And she said, "Oh yes, you can. And if you will write the manuscript." I will contact Llewellyn and see if they're interested. And so I did, and they were. And that that was the end of that. The rest is history. And thus your career as a writer was born. Now, you wrote now you, you wrote more than just um, pagan stuff and witchy stuff. Yeah, you I, wrote for... Uh, oh, I wrote for... Yeah, I, at, at the time, when all of this was, was going on, uh, I also was a professional archer. And uh, Archer, was on as in yeah. arrows, as in arrows, as, and you know, Storm, I was damn good. I, I held three state championships in one year, and so you know, I was a manufacturer shooter, you know, and so on and so forth, and had all these sponsors and this and that. And so I also wrote for three or four bow hunting magazines. So, so I had, I was busy. And and I was running yep. a humane society animal shelter during all that too. <laughs> right. you, were, you were a witch of all trades, you know. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm telling you, you know, I think I think my, one time when I was small, my mother told me I was lazy, and I think that my whole life I've been trying to prove her wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she motivated you. you know, she she uh, brought you. Uh, uh, into uh, <laughs> this crazy world of, of witchcraft. She now has you being a compulsive workaholic. I mean, it's, it's it's all good. I wanted to talk to you about one thing before we went on break. There was a little bit of a controversy that was going on on your webpage a few weeks ago. What was that all about, Dorothy? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Somebody uh, took it upon themselves to review my website. This is what you're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, okay. And, you know, it was it was unsolicited. Nobody asked this person to, but um, this this person decided that it was absolutely god awful that that um, every 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 page she said had something cheesy for people to buy, and she said it made me look like a sleazy con artist. And you know, I've been called a lot of things in my life, but sleazy's never been one of them. And, so, <laughs> and and then then uh had had the nerve to end this uh little it was like a two page email 
and end it with, I certainly hope this is a teachable experience for you. And at this point, I quit laughing, and I was insulted. And it had the the nerve to sign it a horrified reader instead of having the balls to sign a real name to it. And then put a postscript that said, if if you're even thinking about sending a nasty response to this, you should know that this particular address does not accept email. And And I looked at that address. And it was a Yahoo account. I don't think you can set up a Yahoo account not, not to receive email. But, right. But anyhow, you know, the, 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 the good news about that is, is I posted well, you know that what? because... What? I was going to say, it, if they knew they were doing wrong if they said, if you want to send a nasty email back. They knew they were sending nastiness. Well, exactly. That's hilarious. Exactly. So yeah, it really was funny. But... This this person had um, begun this email by saying she wasn't even sure who was going to to read it, if she had actually reached me or not. And so I felt like it was perfectly fine for me to post this email on Facebook. Now, now, now I left the address off of it, but but I posted it. And and you know what happened? What? (sighs) Amazingly enough, it was like a train wreck. People had to go over and see what was wrong with my website. And so they went over and they bought things. So, so you, you know, the, the best revenge is living well. What can I say? It was which is why you're buried in orders right now. Yeah. And I've yeah. been throwing out the tether that you haven't been grabbing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, honey, I, I really am in, in the middle of 1,200 jars. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to mail you the tether. <laughs> Yeah, so we we have to take a we have to take a quick break, ladies. Um, cruise on over to www.wickedwitchstudios.com and check out all of the horrible cheesy items that Dorothy Morrison has on her website. Um, go, of course, with a platinum card. We love platinum here at Keep It Magic, and we'll be back in a flash. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Do not touch that dial. They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell. <laughs> well, I use my eyes to invite you, my lips to delight you, and all the charms of the feminine wild to excite you. They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell. Well, I'll be a son of a My songs to entice you with verses devise you And all of my bags of tricks to shoes and rise you They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell Well, I'll be a son of a... And know what the... Well, let me tell you, brother, I'd rather be burned as a witch Than never be burned at all If one a gal would be a pal Who would never look at another Who'd be good and true and take care of you you want another with my charms to undo you, my arms to undo you, and all of the hits of the weaker sex to voodoo you. Yes, they say that I'm a witch, and that I weave a spell, but I'll be a son of a, and a well, let me tell you, brother, I'd rather be burned as a witch, than never be burned at all. If you want to love, who's a fiddle dove? 
who will bring you life's little joys. Who is sweet and shy with a gentle eye. I'll drink the men, not the boys. My eyes to invite you. My lips to invite you. And you never can tell when I use mine. It keeps to invite you. Welcome back to Keep It Magic, and I'm Jackie Smith, and I'm here with my co-host, Storm Sestivani, and we have our special guest of Dorothy Morrison here with us today, and we are about to get a little controversial, aren't we, Storm? We definitely are. I have no clue what happened there. (laughs) (laughs) But I picked it right up there. You were good. You were right on. The telephone number to give us a call, of course, is 760-539-3235. Make sure that you visit our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com, and also check Check out Dorothy's website at uh, WickedWitchStudios.com as well. She has some, you know, very cheesy, creepy items on there, so you all definitely want to to check that out. It happened to work. That's the odd thing, is they just work so well. Dorothy, how did you like your song? I I love Eartha Kitt. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love the beginning of that song. I want that as my ringtone. Jackie, one of, one of the things that we're going to have to test, Jackie, is we're going to have to go on Twitter this one day and type in, we have some cheesy-ass candles. Can you please go over and look at them at Country Oh, speaking of Twitter, if you have a question that you would like for us to address on the show, we do have Keep It Magic um, on Twitter. So if you go to Twitter and just, just um, send a message to Keep It Magic, we will... We will get to it, and we'll we'll see what we can do there. Absolutely perfect. Oh, oh I listened to too much earth for that. That was that was awesome. So Good one. there's this interesting thing that happened uh, last week, ladies, in which um, I w- I really wanted to address because it just seemed rather odd to me. And you know, one of the things that. Uh, I did, and of course we're going to be talking about a little bit about um, the Troy Davis execution that happened last week in Georgia, but also we're going to go much larger and wider and then bring it down into the personal as well. Um, If you have been living under a rock, um, uh, this guy named Troy Davis who had killed, and I want you to listen closely to the name of this officer, which I mean that no disrespect to the dead, but um, Troy Davis supposedly killed an officer whose last name was McPhail. You can't make this up. (laughs) You really can't make this up. Um, And anyways, uh, his execution has, uh, you know, there's been an enormous amount of discussion. It's been on every single talk show on the planet. Um, uh, And now we're going to bring it to the witch world as well because there's some specific questions that I think we as magical people um, uh, need need to answer with this. One of the things about this case that I found rather interesting um, is I did the event chart, um, Jackie and Dorothy, for the uh, for when the killing happened. 
And one of the things that you can do with an event chart is that it's pretty easy because you know the past and you know the future, usually with an event chart. So you can look at particular configurations and put together the story astrologically that's laid out. With this one, I was able to put together the past. I was able to put together the future, and where it did not seem to work out well was in the present. And there was an enormous, without going into configurations, you know, and spewing people's heads off, there was an enormous amount of Neptune energy, which Neptune is the planet of delusion, the planet of confusion. It befuddles things. It uh, is nebulous. You usually don't have the whole picture when Neptune is concerned. And it was Neptune, Neptune everywhere in regards to uh, the, the, the incident of the shooting itself, which has me, had me asking a lot of questions about whether or not that he did it, whether, you, you know, whether or not that there was um, confusion around him doing it. And then when you look at the fact that seven different people changed their testimony in a couple of years ago, it was in um, 2009, they changed their testimony. And one of the things that I found particularly interesting um, in this is that one of the ladies that changed her testimony, uh, she basically had originally stated, she said, I, I'm real sure, positive sure that it is him. And, you know, it's not a mistaken identity. Her name is, uh, her last name is Farrell which you can take that as you want. Um, she told a Savannah jury, she told the Savannah jury this in 1991. She says, I did see him, and you know, on the fact of what happened and how it happened, you know, I'm pretty sure it was him. Nine years later, Farrell, um, as I said, you can take that last name as you want in this, um, she signed an affidavit saying that she didn't actually see the 1989 shooting of uh, Mark McPhail, who was the police officer, um, she pointed out uh, Davis because that's what the police wanted her to say. I found this very, very, as a lot of this stuff very, very interesting uh, with this. Um, let me start with you, Dorothy. Dorothy, did you follow this case at all? Uh, you know, I did a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I have to, this is not going to be really, really a popular thing for, for me to say right now, but... Um, you have to remember that I come from a law enforcement family, okay. and 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 so, um, you know, when 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 someone is convicted of killing a, a police officer, I normally go good enough. Uh, I did follow this a little bit, but mostly on the night of the actual execution, because as you said, it was everywhere then. Yeah. And you know, and there were a lot of people who apparently really thought this man was not guilty. The interesting thing though is that his mother thought he was guilty. Now, yeah. now don't you find that interesting? Yeah. Y you know. Yeah. Um so so you know, I you know, and and I don't know how close he he was to to his mother, but but that kind of sent up a red flag with with me. I know that a lot of the magical community believed in his innocence, and they were working on this. But, you know, um, the time to have begun working on this was not at the 11th hour. And I think a lot of them, you know, did that. You know, you, you work on things um, early on. You don't wait until the last minute. 
to start with, uh, magic usually works in 21 days or not at all. But, you know, I would not have gone about trying to keep him from being executed. They should have been working toward when he was appealing. They, they should have been working toward, uh, you know, having his, his, his appeal go well. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it was interesting. You know, a little too much too, you know, too, too light. It was interesting to watch the visceral emotional reaction of people who had never met him, had never met his family, that don't live in Georgia, people who had, had come around to this. You're right, at the 11th hour. And then, I mean, he even made it to the 13th hour um, through the Supreme yeah. Court and all the people working on that. And when I was watching this um, towards the end, because that's when I heard about it, is when all of a sudden it's all over Facebook and Twitter and uh-huh. and everywhere I turn, people are saying, do you know about this? Um, I, I started looking at this and I said, wow. The next day I looked back and said, wow, what are how, how does this shake your faith? How does this shake your, your commitment? Um, how does this build on it that you see millions of people praying, casting spells, doing intentions, putting up positive energy for this guy, and it didn't work. Um, because so many times in our lives, we can we could start at our own personal appeals <laughs> and uh-huh. work real hard or work at the 11th hour um, and, and see something not come to pass. So that's kind of how this conversation got started between uh, Storm and I, is that um, how, do you, how do you deal with that? What, is that? what does that mean for you? Let me ask both of you a question here because it's, it's, it's one that has been simmering in my mind, which I was like uh, uh, too magical uh, people to uh, to answer as best as possibly can because it's it's, it's a big big question. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Dorothy. Um, oh, gee, thanks, Storm. <laughs> we're polite to our guests. <laughs> the um, Dorothy, do you think, for example, if actually one of the things that there's this uh, psychology professor, his name is Gary Wells, and he's from Iowa State University, and he's stating that there's been an ongoing debate um, over how much weight courts should give to um, eyewitness testimony. Uh, do you think if something is brewing within the collective, in other words, um, there's a bigger picture thing that's going on that we can't necessarily see with our human eyes at this particular moment with our emotions and you know our day-to-day lives and the things that we're caught up in with, with, with ourselves, do you think that when you have something so huge that there needs to be a dynamic change, whether it is within our our judicial system, whether it's within our government structures, whether it's within uh, uh, our infrastructure systems in some form, do you think that when you have, you know, six and a half billion people that are working towards some form of a collective group human development, do you think that that can definitely be something that blocks magic? You know, um, I, hmm. I, uh, you know, yes and no. Yes and no. Because they're working their own kind of magic unwittingly. Uh-huh. You, 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 you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when you, you know, when you have, you know, any kind of a collective, 
all of those emotions and and beliefs and so on and so forth are coming to, together in a big melting pot. So you've already got that. And you know, you know, and and magic I've always defined as the um as as any change in the physical realm that is manifested by by ritual means. And when people keep thinking this, you know, and and, and believing that then that's like a ritual because they're doing it over and over and over. So, so yes, there's there's that. But you know, um, I um, hmm, I, you know, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, it could it, it could counteract. But but I think sometimes when you have uh, one one force coming this way and the other force going the the other way, everything comes to a standstill. I don't really think anybody really got what they wanted out of this. Uh-huh. I I think and, what and I also think, well in, in, right. in just a second, Jackie. I also think that, sure. that sometimes uh things things happen. You know, if we knew everything that was gonna happen and we could fix everything, every little problem in our lives, there would be no point in living life. Yeah. You you know? And you know, there's, there, there, you know, there's cause and effect. You know, you, you know, w- w- when I ran out in the street, I got a spanking. <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes, no matter it was how big your broom was, right? when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, and so, to this day, you know, and so you, you know, I, I, I think that that, that that there are challenges that are are set up for 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 all of us, and we need to stand up and face those. And sometimes magic is not the way to do it. Okay, Jackie, I'm done now. Magic is, yeah, you're right. Well, no, and now I'm going to tap onto what you said. I think magic is is not the first resort. It's it's part of the package. Yes. If you're not taking care of business in your day-to-day world, if you're if you keep running in the street, magic's not going to keep fixing it. I do think there is um a collective force that happens with any one thing. And I think we have been slowly changing it over time. I think there has been a collective force of of uh, discrimination. There's been a collective force of of scapegoating. Um and I'm not saying I'm not judging whether this guy is guilty or innocent. Um I'm just I it's really actually I, was, I looked up something uh I came across uh, the only woman who was executed in Georgia, and that was a horrific case because uh, she shot the man that she worked for because that man was um, keeping her as his sex slave, mm-hmm. and she was convicted and, and executed for it. Creepily enough, she looks a lot like Troy Davis. Really creepy. Yes. I'll be damned. And, yeah, and this happened in 1944. And But if you look at... Um, what we've done collectively to change that reality of discrimination, of scapegoating, of of, of um, pigeonholing people into a certain way, um, we've changed a lot of it since, again, I'm going to go back to 1944. This one woman who did not get an appeal, had no witnesses. She could not, she was, her um, lawyer did not call any character witnesses. Um who was not allowed any of that stuff in her trial. 
to today who Troy Davis got, how many appeals he he got stays of execution for was it twenty three years? Uh-huh. So so we've seen some change. I was, I was thinking about that today as we've actually seen some change, and so yes, I think a lot of the collective work that people were doing to change the system is little bits at a time. Little bits at a time that people can, people who are in the know, people, yeah, people who are in control can handle. Because they can't, you know, when when a whole crowd of people hoots and hollers and celebrates with Rick Perry for saying that he's executed more people in his state than anyone. That, that, that when bothers have, me. Yeah, when you have that mob mentality, breaking through that, that zealot, it's like a religious zealot. Yeah. There's no logic, there's no sanity anymore. So you're asking to break through an, an insane thing. So um, I think we've made a lot of progress. When I when I say magic always works, every time, you just have to see for how it works. And I think this is what you have to see is that it may not have been the ideal outcome, but it did make some change. How many people are talking about this? How many people are talking about the viability of the death penalty anymore? Uh-huh. One of the things, and I will tell the two of you uh, a, a funny little story here. In, um, I believe it was May or June of 2000, I had a, um, a, a woman that ordered a reading from me, and during the, uh, during the reading at the end, I asked her if she had any final questions, and you know, she, was, she was a witch. And she asked me, she goes, well, who do you see winning the election? And I told her George Bush. And uh, she basically, at that particular point, you know, asked me um, whether or not, or, or she told me that she was using an enormous amount of magic and all this other stuff, and that she knew that her magic was going to work and that George Bush wasn't going to be elected uh, president and all this other stuff, that Al Gore was going to be elected. And I said, I don't care how many candles you're burning and how much magic that you're doing, George Bush is going to be president. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, and... and I have a question with this, actually, um, especially in regards to these these presidential elections and things of that nature, which you know, um, uh, magical practitioners have been trying to fiddle with for years. Um, when you're getting to the large scale of presidents of the United States, um, who I think are collective creatures and who uh, I believe are on the world stage for a reason, whether that be a good reason or a bad reason. Um, in many ways, they're elective representatives of all of us. Of course, you know, you can argue whether whether Bush was was actually elected or not. Um, uh, and yeah, I've always called that the non-election. That's <laughs> <laughs> the non-election. But, you know, for example, you and this is a point in, in case with, with, with magic as well, you know, the other guy guy got more votes. So all of the wishes and the intentions and the uh, everything else in the voting booth elected Al Gore to be president of the United States. Um, of course, you know, we have a freaky-deaky electoral college system, which gave the president, and a weird Supreme Court, that gave the presidency, of course, to George Bush. But um, do you, do the two of you think that on some form of magical level, he was the right president for the right time? Well, to, to start with, I'll answer that in, in a minute. But, but but to start with, I think one of the reasons that people don't think their magic has worked is because they're they're asking for one thing and they're wanting something else. 
they're not really mm-hmm. asking for what they want. To 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 say to work magic so um, Al Gore got more votes. Well, well you see where, mm-hmm. where where that got him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. It did work. Al Gore yeah. got more votes. It, yeah. So so you know I think I think a lot of times people. Um, really believe they're, they're, they're asking for one thing when they're asking for something entirely different. You know, don't confuse the universe. Be crass enough to say exactly what you want and then demand it. Um, was was W the the right president for, for, for the time? You know, as much as it pains me to say this, maybe. Uh-huh. You, you know, I uh, I was never a W fan. Still not. In fact, my family knew his family. And and God, I shouldn't even say this. My, I promised my husband we'd never have men in suits show up at the door. <laughs> so, so, so we may now, okay? But but you know, he, he he was a pain when he was a kid. So you know, um, on, but on the other hand, I think he got, um, I think he got blamed for a lot of things that he actually didn't do and had no control over. You know, my thing was, for God's sake, don't blame the man for this. He does enough shit on his own. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know he can cause enough trouble on his own. Um, well, you know, for, for example, you know, little things like um, he, he was um, visiting the, the, the troops in Iraq, and it was supposed to, to be um, a real casual type uh thing where he was just visiting with the troops and the next thing you know the media was raising hell because secret service was there and and because it wasn't as casual as they had made out like it was going to to be um anything with the president has to be rehearsed it has to be it's a safety factor and then the media was raising hell about that well you know what w didn't have any control over that so i mean all these little things you know if he wasn't doing something that that, that was you know really exciting then you know people were were blaming him for it, and you know and, and that was crap. So you know I I think I think yeah I think um, I'm not sure any other president would have handled things the, the the way he did. But and you know it's my opinion that uh, when when we had all the horrors of 9/11, I was. Um, Actually, you know, my husband and I were on the way to New York City to the World Trade Center, and we were half an hour outside the city when the first plane hit. So well, that's just that's yeah. horrible. And 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 we lived 15 miles from the Pentagon. We were actually on our way home from from, from Vermont when all this stuff was going on. Um, so I'm listening on on the radio about uh, how things are being put in place, and I was on the. Um, State d- disaster relief team for Missouri, and I had training. And I watched things get put in place. Boom, 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 boom. Air traffic stopped. All of this stuff stopped. And I thought to myself, okay, this is good. He will never go down in history as a good president. On the other hand, I have to say that he and the people around him handled that well, where everything got got thrown in place right away. Right. It's it's hard to say, I you know, during that process, um, my own personal experience was having to be the bad guy and do and make the hard decisions at that time. So I really connected with, with that aspect of having to make the hard decisions and just get up and make them. 
and and no matter what you did, somebody was going to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but more than that, I think Bush and represents the mental state of our country at the time. We so many people were supporting him, and um, a, a lot of different people that I talked to just loved him, loved everything about him, and so that really the the way he was portrayed in the media and the script that was written for him and through the media was re- really reflected how people wanted to think. People mm-hmm. wanted to be more vengeful. People wanted to be mad. People wanted to be freaked out. Even on the flip side of it, the, of the conspiracy theorists on the, on the liberal side, they wanted to be freaked out. They were looking for more things. I have lots of conspiracy theory friends. So I think with, within the magical realm, yeah, I think magic happened on it because there was a collective consciousness that made this change mm-hmm. and, and continued to put him in charge. I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, not to get too political, but when, um, oh, I forgot his name all of a sudden, when he was really leading the Democratic Convention during the uh, uh, 2004 election. Karen. Yeah. No, the other guy, Dean. Yeah. When he went, wahoo, that would not have been an issue um, if the press didn't make it an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And that took him out of the running. I thought that was the stupidest thing in the world. But um but I think that's that's we have we have a collective consciousness that can that can change and skew the energy that gets put out there. And that happens not only countrywide, it, it happens citywide, it happens locally, communities, um, small communities, um, that are all working together. Um, and then in your personal life too. Well, you know, Whatever the, the, the collective consciousness thing that you were talking about, you know, with with um, people wanting to to be more more vengeful and 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 wanting to be freaked out and stuff. Um, you know, twenty five years ago, you would never have seen a uh, political um, commercial on television where there was mudslinging. There was a line you did not cross. You could insinuate a lot of stuff, but you couldn't get downright nasty about your opponent. People weren't going to do that because people still had good manners. <laughs> During that election, there was more damn mudslinging on TV than I had ever seen in my life. And I, and I was, was sitting there just dumbfounded going, my God, you know, what has happened to good manners? You know, what has happened to rising above, you know, the bullshit? And, you know, the the very idea even now, the very idea to say this this particular candidate, um, you know, voted against blah, 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 blah. You know, your normal John Q. citizen doesn't seem to, to realize that a lot of these bills have interesting things tacked onto them. For example, um, we uh, – a bunch of the people from, from my – a Humane Society shelter went to Jeff City because we um, wanted dog fighting outlawed. Do you know what they tacked onto that? That that no domesticated animal could be slaughtered. That meant, you know, you couldn't buy beef or pork or any meat in the stores anymore. <laughs> of course, people are going to vote against that. 
So, right. so you know, and it's it's you know, but but people don't don't understand that. So, so you know, this mudslinging thing that, that that's going on, or, or that was going on then, you know, was part of that collective consciousness too. And one of the one of the things that I'm noticing very strongly, I don't know if the two of you are seeing it, but I'm seeing uh, us very strongly setting up this very polarized one side or the other uh, type of country. You know, you were either for Bush or you were for Gore. Um, you were either for um, Obama or you were for McCain. You were either Team Edward or Team whoever the other guy is from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there seems to be, you know, and we have to take a break in just a second here, but there seems to be this large polarization um, that seems to, to be happening. And, you know, if you, if you um, believe, uh, you, you know, in astrology, which I do very, very strongly, there had to be something that happened that set up Pluto and Capricorn, which Pluto and Capricorn is the tearing down of existing government structures that no longer work. You have to have the bad in order to get the good. Otherwise, it's not going to be torn down. But I do see this very, very large polarization thing that's going on at the moment, which I'm sure is probably affecting things uh, uh, on a magical level as well. Um, We're going to take a break. We'll be right back in a flash. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. While we're on a break, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com with your platinum card. Buy a lot of candles. Do not touch that dial.
435. If you've enjoyed the show, please hit the like button at the top of the Blog Talk radio page. And if you want Keep It Magic on the go, just go to iTunes. In the search box, type Keep It Magic. Hit the podcast button and then subscribe to the show. You can then listen to us as many times as you want, and I know you want to hear it over and over and over again. Also, this show is made possible um, by your patronage to our sponsor, CoventryCreations.com, where magic always happens. Yes, that's right. It always happens at Coventry. (laughs) Our spells actually work, even our collective (laughs) ones. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget our amazing guest host here, Dorothy Morrison, at the WickedWitchStudios.com. Not the, it's WickedWitchStudios.com. WickedWitchStudios.com, where they have, um, what was the term that she used? Um, Cheesy. Cheesy Cheese, Yeah, they have cheesy items over on uh, her website for you all to uh, to check out. One of the cheesiest items on her website is her coffee. It's incredible. Make sure that you get some. Oh, actually, she did point that out that you had coffee. I remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. We all had some of Dorothy's coffee. Yes, I love Dorothy's coffee. Thank you. I, I, I have, have a fresh pot of black magic right now. <laughs> Dorothy is never without coffee, you guys, so <laughs> she probably, you know, has an IV drip when she goes to bed. She just kind of, you know, connects it in. <laughs> Don't give away my secret. <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, I want to do in this half hour is we've talked about all the collective stuff. I would like to go into a little bit about ensuring that your magic does work. In some way, okay. Um, uh, uh, by the way, we do have a new product that's called Magical Insurance that you can now buy at CoventryCreations.com. <laughs> that's not true, but uh, uh, we should start one, Jackie. <laughs> at the bottom, in you know, type to a font we can put. We are not held responsible if you're not focusing the magic directly in a proper manner. <laughs> if you're not asking for the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Dorothy, when you're, um, I'm sure that you have taught magic for many, many years. Um, What, when people ask, come to you and they tell you, you know, Dorothy, I've been, uh, you know, casting this, uh, let me just use an easy one. I've been casting this prosperity spell for, you know, um, 14 years now, and nothing seems to work. How do you work with this individual? Well, you know, with, with, with money magic, the the okay. answer, as far as I'm concerned, is fairly simple. Um, you know, I, I think the reason that, that money magic sometimes fails is because people need to be working the money magic for everyone around them, for their immediate family. Okay, because what happens to a lot of people is, oh, you know, they'll 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 get a hundred dollars, but the kid needs it for school. Okay. So if you include everybody in your immediate family, anybody who might be draining you of money, if you're a retailer, if you include the people who work for you in in, in, in the magic, everybody winds up prosperous. Okay? But, uh-huh. you know, a, a lot of times, too, it's, it's a matter of, it really is a matter of what exactly is it that you want. You know, sometimes people just work a money spell. But they need to be working the, the magic for enough money to uh, be comfortable 
instead of putting like a specific uh, number on it. You know, for, for goodness sake, you know, maybe you need $2,500. But if you find a nickel a day for 30 years, you might come up with that. <laughs> okay? So, so, you know, people sabotage themselves unwittingly. Sometimes they ask for exactly. abundance. And, that, and that's a bad thing because abundance is just a lot of something. You know, you could gain yeah. 50 pounds. You could have an infestation of roaches. You have a lot of bills. Yeah. You know, so now you need to be crass enough to ask for cash. And I and I think, you know, it, as, as well as including your family in in, in your magic, when, you know, when you work at, I, I think that <clears throat> it really is a matter of being crass enough to ask for exactly what it is that, that you want. And then, again, you know, sometimes, you know, magic's a little like brain surgery. Sometimes you lose the patient. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dorothy, one of, the, one of the things that I found interesting is I had a, uh, a client that was uh, doing some uh, prosperity magic, and she, she was, called me up and she told me, she goes, no matter what I do, I don't become, uh, become prosperous. And finally, it just kind of hit me in the head to ask her this. What is your definition of prosperity? Is what I asked her, and she mm-hmm. goes, "Well, you know, I don't have any financial problems. You know, I have plenty of money in the bank. I am, uh, you know, well off. I'm driving the car that I want to drive." I said, "That isn't the definition of prosperity. Prosperity is that everything in your life, all of your needs are met with a little extra. That's." being mm-hmm. prosperous. It's not having everything underneath the planet because, you know, you can possibly obtain it. Um, uh, and a lot That's of people... being stinking filthy rich. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. And it may take more than one candle to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it very well might. <laughs> I, I really think, you know, it really hit me when you said, uh, you know, the thing about abundance. I think that people really need to be careful of the particular words that they're channeling um, when they're when they're creating their stuff. Jackie, do you find that to be a problem a lot of the time? Uh, yeah, absolutely, because um, it's very much how Dorothy said, you're not asking for the right thing. Um, or or maybe you are asking for the right thing, and it's really not what you want. Um, it, how many times... One of the things that cracks me up, again, going back to prosperity, people looking for prosperity spells, one of the things I'm saying to them, are you, as the money comes to you, are you spending it where you intended on spending it, or are you going, score, windfall, I'm going to the shoe store? I mean, because if if you are asking for an extra $1,000, that it shows up 100 bucks at a time over a couple of weeks, and, and you get it quickly. But you've gone out drinking and you've gone and bought yourself a new outfit. At the end of the month, that $1,000 showed up, uh-huh. but you didn't use it in the right way. Exactly. So that's a, a, that's one of the things. It's kind of like the secret to dieting is move more and eat less. The secret to prosperity is to spend less and save more. Um, yeah. And, and, and some, sometimes people forget that little thing like, um, okay, now what are you going to do with this? Does this go towards? I used to write myself a check every month, mm-hmm. and on that check is everything that I needed to spend the money on. My check statement, shall we say? And I kept forgetting to put money for Jackie at the bottom, mm-hmm. <laughs> pin money, mad money, pocket money, whatever we want to call it. 
And so I was still feeling so very destitute because there was nothing extra. So then I changed it up, and I started asking for what I wanted, and I made that check and all the things that it was going for and then the extra. I also found when I didn't spend it where I said I was going to, it kind of blew the spell. Yeah. Kind of yeah. blew the spell. You know, the other thing is I think with, with the money magic thing, um, people, to start with, I, I've, I've known people who will say, I don't have any money. Well, you know what? They do have some money. They have $10 in, the, in that wallet, but they are not uh-huh. grateful for what they've got. And I think that, you know, part of having, part of living a magical life, you know, magic is not a, a favorite jacket that you put on and take off at will. It's a lifestyle. And, and I think part of, of, of living that, that magical life is thanking the powers who be for what you do have. And then they they they, they will give you some more. You know? um, but, but, you know, this is, again, you know, a, a matter of common courtesy. You see, it even goes, goes you know, a long way, you know, with, with, you know, with magic. But um, people, um, I, I think, you know, one of the reasons that I, I think I've always, been, in the last 30 or 35 years, I've I've done okay, regardless of some real jams I've been in. Uh, is I, you know I, I I think it has to do with I have never thought like a poor person. You know, uh, it's it's yeah. you know there's there there's a mindset that goes with that. If um, if you want to you know your your money magic to to work, you have to believe that it will. You have to believe that it does. You have to to believe that it's already happening. This doesn't mean that you go max out your credit card, you know, like you know, like Jackie said. But, but <laughs> you know, if, if you know when you feel prosperous, you open yourself up to that money coming in. You 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 then become a money ma- magnet. And it does take exactly like Dorothy said, being magical opening your mind and your body and your spirit to these magical things happening in your life is not a one-shot deal. It is a way of life. Um, I remember talking to some folks going, how come so-and-so is so much such a better psychic than we are and she can do this and she can do that? And her response was, yeah, while you guys are out partying, I'm meditating. <laughs> yeah. I'm connecting with my spirit guides. So it's like, well, yeah, it's the same thing. If you want to manifest stuff, you practice it. You you continue to practice it and then you can do it and and I it's a big lesson for myself this um, think, poverty thinking you think you get over it and then another thing pops me in the back of the head saying yeah you are still thinking like that we got to tweak this one one more time and as soon as I did as soon as I said oh no I'm not putting myself at the bottom of the list because how does a company thrive if the owner's the poorest one there uh-huh. um, immediate change immediate change. So so that can, that can it, always yeah. be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, when you're tricking yourself, I'm really good at that. Well, one of the things I strongly believe in is that there's a necessity, as long as it takes, to break also uh, generational and hereditary curses. 
um, if you come from uh, a family system, uh, you know, that has always experienced poverty and there's always been a lack and all of this other stuff, that type of stuff I think is often also in your DNA. And you have to clean out that particular thought process, I think, to be, uh, to be successful at your magic as well. Well, you know, I'm right there with about that. Yeah, I mean, it, and I, I look at these things, uh, uh, you know, when, when what people are trying to do just, just does not um, come up. And I mean, uh, especially if, if you're, if you're doing something, uh, you know, some form of magical work for somebody. And I'm sure that both of you have had this experience. The candles burn perfectly. There's no soot. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better burning. You know what I mean? And the individual is like, oh, nothing has happened yet. And then basically, when you start working with them, and probing to see what is blocking them, you find out that they're not in a position basically to receive what it is that they're asking for. You know, that there may be some there may be some form of a problem. Or, uh, you know, my favorite one, of course, is, you know, everybody wants a damn relationship, but I think that they expect that relationship to be with a postman. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> they won't leave their house. about that. Because <laughs> that's the only guy that's coming to the front door. Because <laughs> you don't leave the house. <laughs> um uh but but I think that you have to look at things in the, in the, in uh, a broader context um sometimes uh, uh Dorothy with with your if people are having you, you know let's go to your candle line for a second um if people are having um an issue in regards to um their magic not working one of my favorite First of all, one of my favorite spellcats of yours is the Swifting of Energy. Thank you. Um, I just love that that spellcat. Um, what thing, which I think could be effective in regards to this, but what would you recommend them burn to open up um, in this broader capacity to remove these things that may be blocking them? Oh, y- you know, I I would recommend Tornado Alley to clear it out. Uh, you know, it, it really does just push through and clean up all the crap. And and so, yeah, I would do that. But more than that, I would recommend that they also wear the Tornado Alley oil. Oh, interesting. And, and you know, and if, if they want to keep this from coming back, then I think a good application of flying monkeys is in order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, get not, it out of your way not, and 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 let it go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and or wherever then, you know, and 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 that now that you have a clean flight, you know, a nice clean sanctuary, then protect it with the flying monkeys. Yes, you know that that's exactly, you know what you know what I would. Re- re- God, I can't talk. See, see all that damn stuttering shit that started at the beginning of the show. I'm still I know, doing I it. Us. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. You, you made a monkey out of me, didn't you? <laughs> we were breeding them. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently. But, but you know, yeah, that that's exactly how, how I would play that. What do you think, Jackie? I I actually recommend Tornado Alley a lot, as well as the whole the uncro- all the clearing, banishing um, aspects, uncrossing the. Um, the Tornado Alley, uh, some of the feedback I've gotten on it is uh, make sure you're using your powers for good because it will clear a lot of stuff. 
and you have to let it go or it gets ugly. Uh-huh. So if you're starting to do magic to clear the things that are blocking you, which is one of my favorite things to do, sometimes that's easier than trying to make prosperity if I can just clear up what's blocking it. Uh-huh. Um, but you have to let go of what's being cleared out. And it will be very, very apparent because it will start to become very uncomfortable. You will not want to look at this person anymore or you will want to get rid of that thing in your house or or you'll start really talking about something in your head that's bothering you. That's your tell. That's the thing that needs to clear and let it. Because when you hold on to it, it just gets gets ugly. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people don't like that, that clearing out because it's kind of like that favorite pair of shoes that has, you know, the, the the soul has holes in it, and and yet you won't throw it out because, oh, those were so cool. And and so, you know, it's because it's comfortable. And, and you know, people like like their, their comfort. Change change is is not always pleasant, but it's always necessary. And and I, mm-hmm. I think folks need to realize that. Change or die. Evolve or die. Yeah. That's what that's what has to happen. I always tell people, uh, Dorothy, that you know, of course, when you have a candle that's powerful with a name like Death, <laughs> yeah. which I have one, um, you know, that they, I, I think that they're very, very attracted to it because they think that um, something is uh, is is going to end in and and quickly. And one of the things that I tell them is, yes, it does. Be careful what you bring on. Is that what yeah. you really want? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, and, and again, this goes back to you know, people think they they want one thing when they want something entirely different. You know, I, I remember uh, doing a class one time on on money magic, and um, the, you know, the, the girl was having all this trouble. She, uh, one of her relatives, had talked her into investing her life savings in in this scheme. And she wound up losing it all, and so on and so forth. And so over the course of a few minutes, you know, I keep asking her, what is it you want? Do you want your money back? Well, yes, she does. But then it became apparent it wasn't so much only that she wanted the money back. It was important to her that that particular relative groveled at her feet and gave her the money back. So if she had won (laughs) the lottery and and had, oh, hell, I, I don't know, uh, you know, won the the fifty thousand dollars. That wasn't going to be good enough. She wanted that mm-hmm. fifty thousand dollars back, and that's okay. But then you don't work a normal money spell for something like like that. You work a spell to to get what you want. Exactly. Uh, Dorothy, I have a question um, that is coming from from one of our listeners. She's been dealing with uh, an individual that has owed her an enormous sum of money for some time, and he's kind of gone off of the grid and won't give the money to her and uh, and all this other stuff. And it's it's an enormous amount of money, like 50000 which is the reason that it were, reminded me of it. What would you suggest in your candle line for uh, uh, it, another person in the chat room is saying, what, what spell would it be uh, for them to do to get their money back? <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, uh, again, now this is going to d- depend on whether she just wants the money or whether she wants the, the money to come from this person. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, that's a, that's an excellent point. Excellent. Point. Yeah. And you know because because it does make a difference. You know if if she just wanted the money, I would probably use out of my way incense to uh-huh. um um you know to open the the the, the roads and I would probably use a fast cash candle and anoint that with come to mama oil. And I would write uh-huh. the amount of money on 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 the fast cash candle. And you know and if she wants this in a lump sum, then I would write that on the fast cash candle as well. You know, if if she wants this person to resurface, then, you know, because if, if he's off the grid, then, you know, he's going to have to resurface. So, you know, th- this would be a several-step thing. You know, I would probably use a come-to-mama candle, and I would go to the uh, arts and crafts store, and I would buy one of those big, long doll needles. Uh-huh. You know, because you, you can get them, I think, as long as 10 inches long. And yeah. I would drive that, that that needle right down the center of the candle, right beside the wick, all the way down until the eye of the needle is flush with the top of the candle. Uh-huh. Write his name on it, and then set that, that sucker off, light it. Because I can promise you that that little trick has always worked for, for people getting in touch with me. By, by by the huh. time that that candle burns down and the needle falls out, you've heard from them, whether it be an email, a phone call, a letter, something. Yeah. And then right behind it, have something ready to light that says "Give me my money." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fast cash exactly. candle. Fast cash with with um with maybe um. Come hmm. to mama oil. Come to mama oil and. Uh, and if that doesn't work right away, it sucks to be you that you'll light until they send you the money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and, you know, absolutely, Ab- absolutely. And you know, um, uh, along with that, that come to mama, which is an attraction um, product, everything and then some is also a success product, and mm-hmm. and that that works well too. Um, as far as the spell kit line goes. If you have an impossible situation, I am very fond of using the Marie Laveau kit for that. Uh, Absolutely. You know, uh, if, if if it looks like it's impossible, mm-hmm. you know, M- Marie will tend to it. But the but the thing love- with, with Marie Laveau is this: normally, you promise Marie something, and you want to make damn sure that whatever it is you're, you promise. You can deliver on, right? You right. know, so, so don't promise something wild. Y- you know, <laughs> Marie and I have this thing. I I like to gamble. I like the slots, and and so Marie and I have this the, the, this little thing that that, that we do, and uh, and and so I uh, always promise her that if I win this little tiny jackpot on this particular slot machine that I'll give 25% of whatever I win to somebody in her city who needs it. And that's easy for me to do because if I don't win anything, I don't have to pay. Uh But, you know, 
and, and, and since I don't ever gamble because I need to win the money, you know, I always have a set amount that I take to gamble and then I'm done. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's all entertainment for, for me, so it's easy for me to let go of that, that 25% because I really don't need it. So, you know, um, but but I would never, you know, promise her my firstborn. So, so you know, if, if <laughs> they're going to use this, then, then then they need to, to promise her something they can actually deliver them on. Right. Somebody was asking what what to um, ask Marie for, and she loves children. She loves, you know, children and women who are in need are always a good place to, to give money to anyone in need at that point. Yeah. Um, yep, that's that's the perfect way of doing it. Well, you know what? That wraps up our show. Yes, it does. We have made our hour and a half. It was a great show, ladies. Well, thank it you. Was, it was I so enjoyed being on, and I hope y'all will have me on again. Of course. I think Jackie wants to bring you on once a month. <sighs> I would love to do that. <laughs> well, we just want to thank everyone for joining us this afternoon, and you can listen to us live every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. on the East Coast, 1 p.m. on the West Coast. To reach Storm off the air, go to www.psychicfriendsnow.com or go to his fan page on Facebook, which is Astro Gossip. To reach me off the air, go to coventrycreations.com and you can go to my fan page. You can find me, Jackie Smith, on Facebook, which you probably won't, so look for Coventry Creations, Coventry Creations Candles, or Keep It Magic. I'm sorry, Keeping It Magic, no G on there. Make sure you check out our show website at www.keepitmagic.com where we're constantly adding new content with some of the hottest metaphysical authors in the whole wide world. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we hope to see you back next week. Keep it magic. We're not working hard. Yeah, right, picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square, take a picture of me with a Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive, I just want y'all to know that. And tonight, let's enjoy life. Pitbull, Naya.